Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey, mamacita. Welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. Epa, no seas malpensada. That's mamas as in, hey, mama. Y todas las semanas te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir y triunfar. Aquí se habla Spanglish. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Izarra. Hey, mamacitas. Welcome to Mamas con Ganas. Our mission with Mamas con Ganas is to bring you inspiring Latina stories. And today's story is very inspiring. We are here with Alex Neto. She is the founder and creative director of Otena Concepts. Her story is interesting because she actually went from laid off to business owner to entrepreneur. And she's going to tell us today exactly how it is that she did that. It's a story about how sometimes a failure can turn into your biggest success. So, um, we're here with Alex. Neto. Welcome, Alex. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Val. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us. I think that um, I've been wanting to interview you for a while. Because apart, she's a good friend of mine, and I've always found her story to be very inspiring. Look, see, I got goosebumps. Aww, thank you. <laughs> and I remember the moment, actually, um, when we were sitting at a Christmas dinner, mm -hmm. and you told us all that you had gotten laid off from your job. And I think all of us were freaking out more than you did. <laughs> Because, you know, it's something that can be quite stressful, but let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back sure. and tell, tell us a little bit about your background so that we know kind of where you grew up and, and where you came from. Sure. So my mom is Peruvian. My dad's Brazilian. Uh, I was born in New York, actually, but lived in Peru for 10 years. Uh, from there, I went to Toronto, went to high school in Toronto. Then I decided to come to college in Fort Lauderdale. Um, and that's why I'm here now. <laughs> you were born in New York, then you went to Peru, Peru, then you went to Canada, and then now you're in South Florida. Correct, yes. Okay, and where did your love for design? I mean, you do graphic designing, but in design in general, in that world, where did that love come from? Like, where did that start? So, I always drew, painted, um, sketched. Um, I think that came from my mom being uh, an interior designer. Um, so I've always loved doing that, but I knew that... So it was in the jeans? I think so. That's what, that's what people say. Okay, so you got your degree from the Art Institute and then you started working for corporate. Right, so immediately I actually, my first job out of uh, the Art Institute was at Univision, out of all places. Very uh, Latin. I know, so like uh, I tell my friends, my first interview was in Spanish. And were you used to interviewing in I Spanish? I was not used to interviewing in Spanish ever. But you speak Spanish. Yeah, habla el español perfecto. Sí, yo hablo el español perfecto. So yeah, so my first interview was in Spanish, uh, which was very interesting. And again, like I guess I feel more comfortable speaking when it comes to uh, career terms or professional terms in, in English. Uh, but I kind of had to, you know, tenía que hacer el interview en, en español. And you nailed it. She nailed it and she got the job. And I nailed it and I got the job. <laughs> um, so Univision was definitely an experience. Um, Obviamente, recién saliendo de college, tu primer trabajo, you want to impress. Of course. You know, everybody, you're, you know, you want to do the best. Um, and it was a great experience. So I went from Univision, um, I wanted to change it up, 
I wanted to, so in Univision I did a lot of web design. So even though I studied graphic design at the Art Institute, uh, Univision, this is during the dot-com boom and websites, so I was one of the ones that helped launch the largest Hispanic portal uh, now today. That's pretty awesome. And then from there, when, so I got a feel for you know uh, web design, so I got hired at Carnival Cruise Lines. I was there for about, I think, three years. Okay. Um, Things change there a little bit in the sense of um, because it is in Miami, there's a little bit of, you know, still very Hispanic and Latin vibe there, uh, but yet very American corporate. So you went from something very, very Latin to something yes. like semi-Latin. Correct. And then yes. you moved and you went to where? Right. So then from that, I decided... Not moved physically, but you, you, well, you, you kind, switched companies. Kind of, because it's Miami. Now I moved to Fort Lauderdale. Which is a different world, by the Correct. way. Miami to Fort Lauderdale is like... Different, different countries. Yes, I mean we are two only, uh, you know, very close together, but yet very different. Um, so I went into a smaller company, a software company out of Sunrise called Learn.com, uh, more of a American-driven, you know, uh, company. But it was a lot smaller. So. And I kind of wanted that. I didn't want to be just a number. I wanted to actually make a difference. I wanted the CEO to know my name. I wanted, you know, I didn't want to be number 3,250. You know, I wanted to, you know, actually make an impact in the company. So you wanted like a smaller vibe, you were saying, than the big corporate world that you were working in. And with this company, you actually got to work with the CMO, right? Right. So I worked directly under the CMO, the Chief Marketing Officer. So that was an amazing experience. Um, it was definitely very different. Um, I was one of the few Latins at the time when I started. It was definitely very different working for an, an American company. Um, I almost felt like I had to prove myself. Uh, I've always wanted to prove myself. That's just my personality. But not because I'm a female, not because... Uh, I'm Latina, but that's just my personality. However, once I got to the workforce, I kind of realized that I had to kind of prove myself. And you think it's because that just in general as women, we put that on ourselves? Or you think society sort of forces you to, to prove yourself that you can do it? Well, it's, can... it's funny you say that because um, when I was going to college, obviously my name is Alexandra, but people call me Alex. So I used to sign my artwork, Alex, and people would tell me, but your name is Alexandra, you have such a pretty name. And I almost did it on purpose, because I didn't want to get judged by whether if I was a female or a male who produced a certain artwork or did something. Um, I wanted just to be judged by my skill set. And by what I you was did. good at, mm -hmm. right, not by my gender. Um, then when I got to you know, this, this new company, um, I realized that I had to prove myself a little bit more because um, now I was working under, you know, three very powerful, uh, you know, American men who knew so much, who were very smart, who had a successful business, and here I was, you know, trying to prove myself. And apart from that, you, you're very young, too. Right. So, so it's I like was, you go in, you're a young woman, and, and sometimes, yeah, I can understand why you might be right. feel like you need to say, I can do this. Right, so I think I proved myself um, enough because I knew what I was capable of. I knew that I had, you know, the experience, I had the skill set, uh, I knew I had the work ethic, which I think is extremely important nowadays to have work ethic. Uh, everything else you can kind of learn, but if you don't have work ethic, if you don't have the education or focus, everything else kind of falls apart. Um, so I think that helped a lot. Um, 
So needless to say, the company was very successful, they did amazing, and we got acquired um, with the, you know, them getting bought by an even larger company because of dual uh, of positions, I was let go. So you got let go because the company had been acquired and they were basically right. switching around all the positions. Correct, and they had a position just like mine, you know, somebody that had already been there for a while, uh, so they didn't really need me there anymore. So. so let's go back to like that moment, I guess, where you're you're told this. You're told that you're going to be like, oh, now you you were happy at that company. Yeah, I was happy. Uh, I had learned so I had learned a lot. Um, even though I always knew, a part of me always knew that I wanted to have a business. Um, I didn't know when that was going to so happen. So was, this was going to happen one way or another. It's right. just this is the way that it happened for you. Right. That was kind of... I don't know if it was a goal, but it was definitely in the back of my head for a very long time. But when that happened, okay, I almost didn't freak out. It was weird. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, it wasn't like, oh my god, I lost my job. This was horrible. I didn't think that way. I was like, everybody else was freaking out. Everybody else was freaking out. She was fine. Yeah, people. You know, I had a friend of mine that was asking me, oh my god, like, like, are you okay? And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm like. I, you know, I have a college degree, I, I, I'm, I'm good at my job, you know, I have to feed, I have two hands, I'll get a job, like, in, now mind you, even though, like, this is during the time that, you know, the economy wasn't doing so great, so even though I knew I was going to get a job, I didn't know how long it was going to be, uh, but I was like, you know what, whatever, I'll start making cakes, I'll start baking cookies, like, like you knew you were going to survive, yes, like, it wasn't, that was not my issue, would I have to change my lifestyle, yeah, can I not go shopping anymore, you know, that's interesting, because I think a lot of people in general, when they lose their job, and imagine people that, you know, you know, you have bills to pay, of course, yeah, I knew that I was going to manage, uh, I don't know if it's a personality thing, or, or what, but I knew I was going to manage, so that didn't scare me, yeah, you um, have a, I think you have a mindset of, from knowing you for so long, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, not just survival, just like, well, I'll get it done, and whatever I have to do, yes. I'll make it happen, correct, so that's, yeah, that's kind of like my mindset, um, and then, so when this happened, it was almost like, oh, well, what am I going to do next? Like, rather than, oh my God, what am I going to do next? It's like, hmm, let's see what life kind of presents. And it actually was the CEO of the company um, that came to me and said, Alex, you should, don't look for a job. Like, because I was, you know, preparing my resume, I was doing all that stuff. And he's like, I think you should um, start consulting. He's like, you'll make more money that way. And I was wow. like, and at that point, the light bulb went boom. And I was like, oh, oh interesting. So he planted like a seed yes. there. And I think that's all I needed. Um, so, yeah, so I started, actually, I started telling people, hey, you know, I'm, I'm freelancing, I need to save some money, because regardless, even though I am a little bit of a, how do you say, like, I, I take risk, I'm a little bit of a calculated risk taker, so even though I knew I was doing that, I was like, well, let me, you know, make some extra money on the side, put some money for a rainy day, because I don't know how long this is going to take. This is super important, by the way, because I feel like this is one of the, the biggest takeaways that you that you can give somebody is that you had saved up for a rainy day and that's right. always been your mentality yes correct. so tell us where that comes from i think that in the latino yeah. culture really it's not something that's enforced or something that right. they tell you to to really do you know right. it's sort of like survival as you go and mostly in yeah. our countries it's survival as you go yeah. saving for a rainy day and having something in your bank account which i think is the wisest thing that somebody can do yeah. because when you do run into these emergencies or these Correct. like moments where your financials are tighter than usual you know that you have a cushion and something to fall on yeah so i think 
maybe it comes from my parents. Uh, my mom always told me, have a savings. I mean, since I was little, she would say, you know, get an IRA, get this, get that. Like, make sure you have that. And it would be funny because I may, you know, when I was younger, I maybe I wouldn't have like a dollar in my checkings, but I had my savings. And that kind of made me feel okay. Right. So she, even if she didn't have a dollar in her checkings, but she I had, had money savings. in her savings, which is, that's, that's pretty amazing. And that kind of made me feel okay. And I would make sure it was the last thing I touched. Always. Always. So, but as, as long as I knew that I had that, I was okay with however I was going to make money otherwise. Um, and maybe that's part of the reason, going back to like why you didn't freak out when you, know, when you got that news, maybe that was one of the reasons, because you had money saved up. I had money saved up, it wasn't a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but but I had, I knew it was going to be okay. Um, but I think more importantly than, than having that, I mean obviously it's a cushion, um, it was more the thought that I knew I was going to survive, that I, I mean there was, I had no excuse for, I was maybe not going to be a creative director or a director, but maybe I was going to start, I don't know, selling, I don't know, milkshakes or something or clothing, <laughs> but I knew, I knew I had no excuse. That's pretty funny. No, Because you didn't have to do that, but you thought yourself, I will do whatever it takes. Yeah, and, and I remember the conversation perfectly with my friend was, I'll bake cookies, I'll sell door to door, like, I'm like, why? I'm, now mind you, obviously. I didn't have a family, I didn't have kids, I didn't have a husband, so obviously the burden is a little bit different because it's just me by myself. But still, you had bought your apartment, right? Right, so I did own an apartment, and I actually, prior to getting laid off, I started planning um, for that. So there was, a, there was a little bit of planning going in. Um, you know, it wasn't all like... Because you had, how, how long did they tell you? You had three, a three months notice, something three like that? Three months, they gave me three months. So I was lucky enough that they gave me three months. So I had those three months to kind of... Um, you know, plan out what, what's the what's the game plan? What am I going to do? So I started at that point. I started going to friends, people that had businesses, people that were CEOs, people that entrepreneurs, friends of mine. You know, just to get a feel of well, what they thought of me. You know, making having my own business. I was getting the feelers out. Hey, by the way, I'm thinking of you know opening up a business. And you were asking. You were telling me that you went around and asked everybody that you could possibly get a hold of that had a company, what would you give me advice on, right? Right, exactly. So I was doing that, um, how do you start a business, uh, how are you doing now, you know, I kind of started like feeling people out and just, you know, and, and, and I also wanted support, I guess, maybe looking for that approval of yes, do it, and I actually got it, and I, which is funny because later on some people told me like, we didn't think you were going to make it, and I was like, oh no. Well, they told you we didn't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't think you were going to laugh. Not because of me, but because of the industry. That's a different story, but anyways. Because um, of the economy at that time. Correct, all of, all of that. Like, the industry was going in, the economy. So well, you're glad they told you afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what was the best advice during that time right. that you got from somebody? So, one of my friends told me that I should do something that I ultimately love. Like, it has to be something that I want to wake up in the morning and do, because I'm going to do this you know, seven days a week, 24 hours a day for the rest of my life, or as long as, you know, the business lasts. And, and that kind of stuck a chord, because I was like, you know, I could probably do any other business, but if I don't love it, even if I'm making money, okay, great, but you kind of don't put your soul into it. And, and I think um, I'm a very passionate person. Most people know me. I'm very passionate about everything um, that I do. So uh, I knew that it had to be something that, you absolutely uh, that I also love. Because then afterwards, you did end up putting your all into right. this project, yep. right? Right, so I had no choice so at the time, so I had no choice, so I decided, okay, I'm a graphic designer, I'm a creative director, uh, 
let me just take what I've built here in this company and do the exact same thing, but on my own. How did you get your first clients? Like, how did that? So, because I started freelancing, um, I was a one-man show, so I was doing everything. Um, people just start, all this need started coming in, and everybody like needed all this stuff. Uh, so that's kind of how the name, my name, that I was working solo, like got out, like the word got out. Uh, so the the day that my last day of work came, it was during the holidays. Uh, I took two weeks vacation uh, with the family uh, and literally when I came back I had bought a computer I turned my second bedroom in my apartment into an office so I literally at nine o'clock I walked to my second bedroom like just like you did to work just before like I did, right? instead now your office is at home at home but right? it's not like you were like you will welcome like oh what do I do like no like nothing changed I think in that that helped like it was like I went on vacation I came back I'm working like so there was no that intermission of like well you know I can wake up early late and I can do it. no it was like oh my god like I have a business now I have to find a name uh, so very disciplined you were since the beginning yes this, um, another word of advice actually that I forgot was uh, try not to have a lot of overhead because uh, overhead costs money it's a lot so I didn't have any employees I didn't have anything so I was doing everything I was doing the design I was doing the web design I was doing all the business um, stuff I was doing uh, the business part is a lot uh, you don't think it is but it's really a lot um, I was doing the billing I was doing you know invoicing invoices yeah you know obviously I need to get paid in addition to you know finding clients you know my clients happy uh, so it was a lot but I remember actually the, uh, Alex telling us uh, one day the group of girls that there were some days where she wouldn't even like you would have so much work that you would work around the clock yes. in your PJs. Oh yeah, so on a Saturday, like sometimes you would find me working like at odd hours. I remember 4 a.m. sometimes eating lunch at like five in the afternoon, wow. not having breakfast. Um, was it gratifying though the fact that you were doing this on your own, or was it like nerve wracking? Like how would you describe like I guess mostly in the beginning what you felt like. Well, at the beginning it was, even though it was a lot of work and it was um, just exhausting, but it was rewarding because I knew I was building something. I knew there was like an end goal and there was, you know, that like, what am I going for? This this is for something. This is mine. Um, and yeah, and it, it was amazing. Yes, it was tiring. Obviously, I saw all this money coming in um, and that was great. Obviously, very rewarding. And then people actually, what was even more rewarding um, was that a lot of people that I have worked for in the past, like bosses or co-workers, all of a sudden started sending me referrals. To me, that was a testament that, that I all these years of work in, in corporate, um, you know, people actually, I guess that remembered you, remembered me for doing a good job, and they trusted me, and for your work ethic as well. Right. So, so do you think like going back to like the corporate world, you know, because some sure. people. Uh, they graduate from college and they want to start like their business like immediately right, right. away with mm -hmm. like no corporate experience do you think that those years that you were in corporate it was more or less what a decade oh, if you add yeah. all them it was pretty much like yeah. a decade mm -hmm. do you think maybe more that it no, was probably more for probably more yeah it was more than a decade do you think that that prepared you for what was to come yes. for your own business yes yeah, so and in what that, way yeah and that's a great question because um, it prepared me I think everything was given to me, everything was there, but it was up to me to make a choice, to be a sponge and learn as much as I could. So it definitely prepared me. Like I even mimic a lot of the stuff that I had learned in the past, 
I put it right into my business. I'm like, well, they did it. They were successful. It worked. Why can't I do it? So I would do the same. I would advise that if you have that, don't think you're better. Don't think you know more. Um, because there's something to learn everywhere. And, there, and choose to learn, right? Because I know yeah. your philosophy is, and we spoke about this um, one day, about the fact that sometimes you have an experience that's supposed to teach you something, but not all people choose to learn from that experience, right? right? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, working for someone else is not always fun. You know, you have your tough times, or you don't like your boss, or they say something, or you don't feel appreciated. Uh, but definitely every situation, good or bad, is, is definitely a lesson to be learned. Sometimes we don't see it at the moment, uh, but we definitely realize it later. And I definitely have to say that it wasn't until I started my business that I realized how much I had learned. So yeah, for sure. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, of course. Definitely. Yeah. When did you feel that you might need to expand? Because since you were a one-woman show, right. you know, when did you think, okay, it's gotten to the point where now, it's, it might be the time to hire somebody. I was lucky enough that my business really started, it was like a snowball. We started getting bigger and bigger. Uh, and it was good and bad because maybe it was my doing, I don't know. Uh, so what I started doing, I started pretending to be bigger than I was. You know, so I had people thought I was bigger than I was. People thought I had an office. And I, I worked, well, myself at the time, like as if I was like a bigger company, a bigger business. I had different emails for different, for sales, for legal, for you name it, but nobody knew that it was just me answering all the emails. Um, I, did, I didn't do it for too long, but that, because I wanted to show that we are... That you were professional. You know, yeah, that you can trust us, that we're professional, that you know, we're not going to disappear, like maybe, you know, freelancers maybe sometimes tend to do, uh, you know, things like that. So I kind of started doing that, but then it got to a point that you know, I was, I didn't have enough time to focus on the, the creative, on the actual projects, and I didn't have enough time to focus on getting paid, like I wasn't getting paid, because I didn't have time to build people. Um, and I knew that there were better ways in the ways I did it, so I called, I remember the controller from, from my last company, I'm like, what do I do about billing, like, is there a better way, and obviously he recommended, like, QuickBooks, I was like, oh, QuickBooks, I never use QuickBooks, like, all right, but that's a lot better, so. And then you learned it, you had to learn it, on the go. I actually didn't really learn it, <laughs> I'm still not that well, <laughs> but I was so, uh, I guess, lucky that my sister, well, she, my sister wasn't actually living here at the moment, um, but she had worked in a company and she learned all that stuff. So she learned all of all of that. She already knew that. Yeah, she already knew that. So I just gave her a call and I was like, "Hey, you want to make some extra cash? Can you, you know, help me with, you know, the billing and QuickBooks and stuff?" And uh, poor thing, like uh, it was like probably a good eight months of stuff that I had written on spreadsheets and, and PDFs that she literally had to like input everything. But even though it was a nightmare, it made her life so much better. Until this day, like. I mean, I don't know what I would do without QuickBooks, so, I mean, that's, you know, that's... But so, but, but what you did was essentially figure out that there was something that you were, yeah. that you were missing, and then you hired somebody that you were... That I trusted. That you trusted. Yeah. And until today, I mean, she still works, she still works your sister still works with you. Yeah. How's that dynamic, like working with your sister? Right, Because, so. like, you know, sister, I have a sister, and sometimes she wants to kill me, and sometimes I want to kill her, too, and I love her to death, but that's just the way sisterhood is, you know? Yeah, no, so that's so true. So me and my sister have been working together for a very long time now. Um, and yes, sometimes it's hard to separate the fact that we're sisters and 
you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm her boss, I guess, uh, you know, and we both have that time. Like she sometimes tells me, you don't treat me or you don't talk to me like you talk to your employees, you know, to everybody else. And, and that's my fault. Yes. Um, you know, and then at times, you know, she's, you know, she has an issue with me being the boss, but I'm like, well, I am the boss. So, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Cause I don't think I would trust anyone else to have in my business than my sister and to be honest even though we give each other a hard time I mean my biggest support system has been her wow. um, she's stuck I mean she could have left she could have found a better and bigger you know paying job but she hasn't because she really believes in the business um, I mean she, she told me she's like you know a lot of things happen in our lives and I may not belief or have faith in, in, in a lot of things, but she's like the one thing that I'm 100% sure is Otana Concepts. That's so, amazing. To have your sister validate right. you like that and really believe in yeah. what you've created, what you've created, you know? Correct. Yeah. And also what she's helped create as well, well but for course, her to see yeah, that I vision. Right, yes. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. I mean, she's done and, so much. And she doesn't even live here anymore. She actually lives right. in, 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 in Atlanta, Atlanta, right? So she moved to Atlanta. Um, and yeah, she's doing great. So now we're, we're hoping to expand to Atlanta. Um, so she was definitely one of my f my first hires. Okay. And, and then she was uh, definitely an asset. Um, again, biggest support system when I feel like I'm failing or when I feel like I'm giving up. She's the only one that's like, no, you know, think of Oprah. Think of, you know, like all these amazing, um, you know, people that have made it that have gone through rough patches, but they continued, you know, so definitely loved having her. What's um, the hardest part about being an employer? Finding, and hiring finding the right people. Finding the right people? Yeah, because at least for us, we're very referral based. So obviously our reputation has to be good. People that knew me trusted me because again, my work ethic and creativity. Um, so I had to kind of hire people that were kind of in the mind, in the same mindset, um, same skill level, um, which actually, however, I, I talked to a fr another friend of, of ours, a mutual friend, and she told me, she's like, you have to hire people that are better than you. She's like, why hire people, you know, that, that are not, you know, you want to be better, you know, you want to learn from them. And like, I'm, you know, we teach us so much, but you want to be taught by others as well. And I think that's how you create a good team. It was very challenging. Um, hiring people. Um, I was lucky uh, the first couple of years uh, I hired. Any mistakes or anything that you would have told your, I guess, former self before yeah. the whole employee situation came on board as to like give you advice as to what to do in order to be able to cultivate a good team? Ah, uh, God, that's a good question. And you know what? I don't know. I mean, there's so many things. Don't get attached. <laughs> When you find, unfortunately, like it may sound bad, like on the other hand, because you know, you want to know as an employee that you're the best and that your boss loves you, yes. But the problem is on the other side, on our side, is like I found amazing people that were amazing that stuck by me and for different reasons they left. You know, uh, life happens, people have babies, people quit, people want different things, people move. Um, and I became so attached to some of them because they were so amazing. They were so hard to find and they made such a difference in my business and I thank them to this day um, so much and I hope that they're listening that they know who they are. So, um, and I, I would think it was like the end of the world and my sister again says like, Alex, you can't keep people forever. 
Well, when you like somebody, yes. you know, and you you kind of envision yeah. them being a part of your organization, yes. and then you can't and you have picture plans yourself. for them, and yeah. you're like, well, and she's gonna be this later, and they're gonna be that, and then when for whatever reasons they leave, you know, um, it kind of feels like the end of the world. Uh, but I learned that that's not the case. That not that they weren't good, but the, uh, that always opens doors to something even bigger or better or different opportunities for different reasons. Um, and that's something that I didn't know um, going into this and, and hiring people. What's the most so, gratifying thing about having built what you've built and um, now it's ha what, how many years are you? Six, six years. Six years. Yes. I've gotten some amazing clients. I've met some amazing people. Um, I've learned so much too. Um, I've learned a lot about myself. It definitely tests you. Oh, you get tested in every way possible. What have you learned about yourself that you didn't perhaps know before? How tenacious I am, I guess. That I don't give up. <laughs> Maybe I should sometimes, but I don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think that's a good learn to like just give up, Alex. Uh, no, no, no. I, I did learn that. Um, learn to um, again. Don't get attached to clients. Sometimes clients maybe are costing you too much. Um, instead of you may love the client, but they're not, you know, maybe they're too much work and they're not really bringing you that much money. So learn to let go. Wow. Um, how much I love the job and how how much I love being an entrepreneur. Um, and then if I could, and I don't know who's listening, I don't know who's watching, or you know, from the sidelines. And I hope I'm. I'm, I'm you know, maybe a motivation for someone or teaching something something to someone. Uh, yeah, somebody that might want to start their business yes. or somebody who's maybe envisioned to create yeah. something for themselves and they have this vision, but yeah. they might not have that, you know, might not have the courage to yet take that first step. Correct. Because you were sort of pushed there. Yeah, I was right? kind of pushed there, yeah. Anyway, it's it's kind of like, here's the door. What are you going to do? Like, here's the way. What are you going to do? Well, you could have chosen not to open I that could, door. I could have chosen not so to. So the fact that you decided sure. to go through that door, yeah. it, it took a lot of courage. Yeah. It's not easy. Even though I am here six years, um, again, it really tests you, uh, your patience, your emotionally, you put your all into a business and not necessarily everybody you hire, usually multiple you hire, they don't, you know, even though they're amazing people and you love them, like they, you know, you are the owner of the business. They don't see what you see. They don't have that passion that you do. And you don't, I mean, you're not supposed to blame them. You don't blame them. Um, so you can't push them to feel and think that way. So that's something I learned. So you never clock out, basically, right? You never clock As out. As a business owner, no, there's no always, clocking out. You're always thinking, what am I going to do next? Where did I mess up? Why did I go wrong? Why didn't? Why did I lose the opportunity? Um, opportunities, like opportunities are everywhere. Actually, I was reading... Uh, before coming here, an article about um, Sarah Blakely, the CEO of Spanx. I love oh, her. yes, yes, yes. I love awesome her. Chick. She is, uh, excuse me, but she's a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just her whole thing, like she's quirky, but you know, she's kicking butt, and obviously she started on her own. I mean, we all wear Spanx. I mean, it's like an amazing. Yeah, we all wear Spanx. <laughs> so, yeah, there's no denying there for sure. But um, she said, that her dad told her about failure like don't be scared about failure and we all scared about yeah we're all but you know and that's a really good thing because I've sort of come to terms with failure because yeah. now when I go in and for me as an as an auditioner when I go in with acting yeah. when I go in and I make mistakes when I make mistakes all the time right. at least I try to say to myself next time I go in there I'm gonna do it differently right because that was a learning lesson right yeah exactly so 
yeah, failing. Like, I mean, I thought sometimes I would close my business or sometimes, you know, for different reasons. And, and I think even thinking that you may fail, maybe being close to failing, that's kind of, or even failing at something. Maybe, you know, we had a client and we bombed and we, and it's like, don't feel down. And of course, at first, the first initial is like, oh my God, you know, and sometimes people judge. It's like, well, why? What happened? And you're like, well, and then you think about it. It's like, no, you know what? I did this wrong. Obviously, a lot of it falls on me. Uh, we did this wrong. You know, maybe let's do better next time. Um, so definitely don't be scared to fail because those will definitely be um, learning points and learning curves. Um, but again, you know, opportunity comes, try to take it you know, as much as you can, make sure you're prepared. But in order um, to do that, though, what you're saying is like, take the failures. Right. And don't be afraid of those failures. Right. It takes a certain, I mean, I would say, what is the word that I'm looking for? Accountability. Yes, accountability. Accountability. Correct. That's a perfect word. Failure, don't be, you know, scared of failing. Don't be scared. Of, take opportunities. But also, um, because, you know, you are an entrepreneur, you put everything, all your energy into it, you put your soul, I mean, your, your, the air you breathe. Again, you know, that's my money maker. If I don't work, <laughs> I don't make money, so I have to eat, so I have to, you know, pay bills, all that stuff. But it comes to a point where you have to find a balance, because something that I learned about myself is like, I can work all the time. Like, I don't have a turn up button. I, I realized I didn't have a, you know, I would turn off anything, and I would just work, 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 work because I love what I do, I love my company, and I believe in us, and da da da. And uh, so you have to find a balance, you have to kind of like step back and breathe, even when things are going bad. Maybe so even you, when you don't clock out, right. you have to also learn that other side. Yes. The, the okay, now maybe I need a vacation, or right. I need to take a day off. You need to recharge, you need to... So that you don't get burnt out, right? I've, I've, I've crashed and burned, like I, it's happened to me twice, where I was like, I remember, uh, that was kind of funny at the time it wasn't I was literally in a parking lot at Publix and I just started bawling my eyes out I didn't know what I was doing in my life I was just like losing it like what am I doing what am I getting myself into you know and I just literally that was probably one of the lowest points uh, was that a moment where you had a lot of like work accumulated or where you hadn't maybe taken a break like what was it, was it? probably all of that mm -hmm. like maybe a lot of stuff coming at once Maybe unhappy clients for a reason, or somebody left, or just a bunch of different reasons. And when know? it rains, it pours, right? Yeah. And, and what am I doing? And do I have? Why do I have the business? And then it was like one of those. And, and I knew that I had to like take a break. I knew that I had to take a break. Is that what allowed you to recharge? Is to take a break? Yes, but I knew that I didn't want to get there. I didn't want to be there again. I didn't want to feel that hopeless again. Like I knew that I didn't want to. So, uh, so what was the key to not going back to that place? Just so a, fr a friend of mine told me that um, I guess manage stress, learn to manage stress. And I talked to a friend of mine, and, and you know, going to um, I actually ended, I went to a psychologist because not because anything was wrong with me, but just because I wanted to be a better boss. I wanted to be a better friend. I wanted to be a better daughter. Like I wanted, you know, I wanted. Just to be better. better. How do I? Yeah. How do I fix myself? I know I can't do it all on my own. I know I can't do everything on my own. I'm not Superwoman, even though I, you know, sometimes I think I am. But I'm not, and we're not. We are human. Um, we have emotions, you know. So, I learned a lot there. Um, you know how to manage stress. Uh, and and if, and later on, I was talking to a friend of mine. He's like, "Oh, how's work?" And I'm like, "You know what? I go, I'm not stressed anymore." 
And he's like, no. He's like, you're always stressed. You just learn how to manage, manage the stress. stress. Wow. So I was like, yeah, maybe you're right. So what's the key to managing stress? <laughs> maybe meditating. Started, Do you meditate? Yeah, I started meditating. And I learned that you can't, there's a lot of things that you can't control. That's one thing that I learned. I'm a control freak, I mean, I guess. Um, you can't control that. So maybe like learning to surrender, would you say? Yes, learn that some things will come, some things will happen, and there's nothing you can do. You cannot fix, you cannot change. Just kind of accept it and just deal with it the best you can. And that's all you can do. Are there any books that have impacted you in some way? I actually read articles. I read a lot. I read a lot of uh, articles on other people, like 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 me, or or, or, pe or successful people, or how they fail, or biographies. Like I love learning about not just about what you see, you know, in the camera, what you see, you know, the name and the picture, and they're successful, like the pretty stuff. Like I like to. What are their What are their habits? Like what do they do? Uh, what is what similarities do I have? Like why do I why do I feel like I I, uh, I identify with this person? What do they do different? How do they treat their their their, their employees? Uh, what do they do different? What can I do that I can implement? Uh, Any mentors that you've had that you would say that you that you might mentors mentors. I, I have a lot of mentors. I have a lot of friends that are successful uh, business owners. Um, not one in particular. I just. Go to all of them for different reasons. Different reasons. Because everybody's is good at different things. So. Do you have a mantra, Alex? Like or a prayer that you like, or like a something that you that you live by? Like maybe a saying that you live by? Um, God, there's so many. I know. I know. I, I wouldn't know where to, where to choose. I think it's not really a mantra, but just be humble. Uh, even if you're to me, success. You know, you you. Celebrate in silence, like celebrate within you. Like don't and listen, I praise everybody I love that's that. successful. I love that what you're saying right now. Celebrate in silence because I think humility is such an important so characteristic. It's beautiful. No, I'm really happy that you came and oh, you shared your story with us. Because I do think that there's a lot of women out there that have this dream of opening a business mm -hmm. and they might feel like they can't do it and they might this might be their push, you know? Who knows? I truly feel that there's so many people that want to go into business, but they don't really have a grasp of, they just think of making money and having a business. That's the main goal. But it's rather, what do you have to offer? Like, what are you good at? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's, you have to believe in yourself. And I think that's what keeps me going. You know, what keeps my, my people going. Like, yeah, because it's not just about the money. I mean, like you said, it's a 24-hour it's a job. Yeah. And you have to love what it is that you do. Yeah. And there has to be some other purpose right. for what it is that you do that has nothing to do with the money. Right. That has to do, like you said, with offering something to the world, offering your gifts and your right. capabilities right. to somebody else. Correct. You have to believe in yourself. Yeah. And believe in yourself. Like what you have to offer. Be, be, be tenacious, like you said. Correct. Yeah. And focus. Focus. Focus is like laser focus. Yeah. Any dream that you have yet to fulfill? So, uh, because I've been so focused on my business um, for so long, that's been my baby for, you know, for six years. Um, I think I'm ready to have a family. Um, I don't know if that's gonna happen or not, but <laughs> definitely have a definitely family. have a family. Yeah. It's so it's so um, interesting because I think everybody has like the people that have focused on families, 
not want to focus on their career. Mm-hmm. And then the people that have focus on their career want to focus on family and finding that balance. Sometimes yeah. it's, it's quite tricky, right? Yep. Finding that in between where yeah. you feel like, okay, I'm dedicating to this and I'm also dedicating to this. And I feel like, correct. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, you don't know what life is going to throw at you. That's I mean, true. Everybody's timing is different, but you have to trust timing. Yes. Trust sure. timing. God's timing. It's normally God's timing. It's not when you want to time it. Exactly. <laughs> That's so true. Alex, where can we follow you if we want to follow you on social media? So you can follow Atena Concepts on um, Instagram. We put a lot of cool stuff that we do for clients. Uh, O-T-E-N-A. Concepts. Thank you, Alex, for being here. Oh, what an inspiration. You. If you're looking to start your own business, Mamacita, do it. There's no excuse. You, you heard right here. Sometimes you just have that vision in your head and you just need to put it to work, right? You need that little extra push to get you started. If you enjoyed this podcast, share with your friends and with somebody who you might think might want to start their own businesses and leave us some comments, questions or whatever. We'd love to hear feedback from you ladies, from mamacitas like you. I would love that. Yes. Yay. Thank you. Bye guys. Thank you. Hey, it's Valentina. Espero les gusto este episodio de nuestro podcast. If you liked it or if any of our content has inspired you in any way, I'd be ever so grateful if you showed me some amorcito by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Every single review will help us reach more mamacitas so they can live their life con muchas ganas. Gracias a oyentes como tú, podemos seguir creando contenido para otras latinas. Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir con tanto amor. Si tienen preguntas o comentarios, pueden visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com o seguirnos en las redes sociales arroba mamasconganas. Hasta la próxima, es Valentina recordándoles Don't be a mama con drama. Mm -mm. Let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos.